Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsightTexas.com beat reporter Joe Cook. Joe was in Austin, or is in Austin today, but was there yesterday on campus uh, helping Jerry Hamilton out uh, as the uh, recruits showed up uh, to the pool party. Uh, Joe, welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, uh, I'm glad to be inside today. It's uh, outside like yesterday. <laughs> Jerry had to get into the, to the basketball practice facility. He was so hot yesterday following all of that stuff. Yeah, it was it was a tough one. I, I had some uh, posse chicken nuggets for my little cool down session. So it was it was fun. A lot of good had, stuff came from that. I hope you had a cold beer while you're there, too. Hey, I uh, uh, want to start with a couple of things. I, I really enjoyed your article that you wrote yesterday, uh, last night, um, uh, about what the recruits you thought enjoyed the most and what the common theme was. Uh, share that with the with the audience here. Yeah, so obviously for these types of events, you bring in uh, as many of your high pro priority, high profile recruits as possible. Uh, this isn't a camp. This isn't, you know, come one, come all. This is guys that Texas really wants uh, in the 23, 24, and 25 classes, as well as commits. I think half the 2023 class was there, including Arch Manning. Uh, so you bring them in to you know build those bonds uh, among the class, among uh, members outside the class that you want in, uh, and to you know just have a fun time. I mean, some college visits after a certain uh, in a certain point are there to be enjoyed, and that's what that was. But one of the other things that they were able to uh, host, considering it was on a Thursday, was they were able to show all these uh, prospects what one of their off-season workouts looks like. Um, and of course, you know, like I mentioned, you go to college visits to have fun, but these are football players and they want to see what the football is going to be like for them on a typical, you know, day to day basis at the next level. So they got to see all the different uh, uh, offseason workouts, the skill training sessions that, that are new this offseason that allow coaches to interact with players for up to two hours a week. I don't know if they saved all two hours for for today would have been a good idea, but either way, or for Thursday, but either way, they, they got to see a good stint uh, of, of that practice. And, you know, Trey Wisner, a Texas commit was there. And, you know, he said something like, I felt like I was already a part of it, you know, watching Bijan and, and Tashard Choice. Uh, Freddie DuBose, who's a 2024 receiver from the uh, some Smithson Valley now, you know, he got to watch Xavier Worthy make a couple plays. And that was neat to see that and uh, for him and neat to see that with with Brennan Marion too. So uh, it's a new wrinkle uh, a little bit this year, not only just for team preparation, but also for uh, recruiting and, and Texas seemed to utilize it, put them into meetings and then uh, had a little pool get together at the Gregory gym pool. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, meetings. Uh, one of the defensive linemen from Louisiana that was in Tadarius Collins uh, talked about really getting to see uh, Bo Davis, the defensive line coach at work in the, in the meeting rooms just as much as he was on on the field yeah exactly and Bo Davis really uh, appealed to, to Darius Collins Dylan Spencer too uh Dylan Spencer who's from the Houston area uh, I think if, if Bo Davis was probably one of the biggest reasons he committed to Texas if you had to ask him and you know he said this is my home and so um yeah seeing what what they're going to go through on a day-to-day -day basis as a college football player um, and then, you know, maybe outside the college football bubble that they're in as football players, that was the big point of the, the Texas bash. And it, it sounds like, you know, for all the guys that they did get there, uh, did get onto the 40 acres. It went, went really well. Uh, you mentioned did get there. Some guys weren't able to show up. Darian Gallette, the, 
uh, linebacker out of Teague, Texas. Uh, didn't was not able to show because his dad had car issues. Javian Toviano, uh, a cornerback out of Arlington's Martin High School, uh, was not uh, in attendance either. However, you mentioned some of the guys that were Arch Manning, John Tay Cook, Trey Wisner, uh, four of the five committed offensive linemen, including Peyton Kirkland, who came in from Florida. Um, but I want to I want to go back to something you talked about that was interesting to me. Um, I find it interesting when players are able to evaluate programs and come up and see programs and see how the coaches work with players firsthand. Um, that doesn't always happen when they make official visits. It only typically because the, the official visits tend to be all over the weekends and during the season. Um, but when a player is able to come up and see how a practice is run, I think that's very, very helpful in their evaluation process. No different in many ways than it is when a coach goes into a kid's high school and watches him practice right, um, and this sees is, how he fits. The, the only place that we see something kind of like this is during the spring. Uh, if a kid's got spring break, uh, can go check out one of the 15 practices, but never during the summer and never something like this where you're combining it with uh, a fun non-football event, so to say. So, yeah, it, it's important. I mean, I think there's a, a misconception that in modern recruiting, it's all about new uniforms, flashy facilities, NIL, and, and that's it. But when you're trying to attract the, you know, players from the top 500 uh, from the high school level, they want to see what the football's like. You know, they know that the NIL doesn't come without football. They know that they don't get access to the facilities if they're not succeeding on the field. And uh, to be able to showcase a little bit of what that looks like, not just when, you know, it's football season or spring football season when you're working on the practice field, but during the summer when you're going through the grind with the teammates, uh, that's, that's important to show. And I think another off-season storyline that I'm sure we've talked about a lot on here, the togetherness of the current roster and how bought in everybody seems to be, that's something that recruits can see. I mean, I know 16-year-olds, you know, if you're an 18-year-old college student, you may look down on a 17-year-old high school senior, but these guys are about the same age. They, they have a lot of the, you know, similar priorities, similar expectations. And to see, uh, you know, these off-season workouts that have the team working together and acting, you know, way more bought in than at any point prior, I guess, in the last two seasons, that's something that resonates with, with high school students. And in addition to, you know, all the other things, that's something that several mentioned the other, uh, that several mentioned yesterday. Uh, speaking with Joe Cook, InsideTexas.com beat writer, uh, wrote a couple of different articles yesterday on, on different players that were in, in town. Uh, Joe, to speak to your uh, comment there uh, about uh, buy-in from uh, various players and the, the team vis-a-vis uh, -vis previous years, is it better? Is it, you know, I, you and I and Eric and Jerry and Justin, we've all said fingers crossed on that, right? Because it's one thing to say it and act like it, and then another thing for it actually to come true when the games are on the line, when the season really starts. And we've seen it uh, tilt both ways. So I think that that's going to be something that I'm going to be asking you week to week during the season uh, and, and something we're going to have to keep keep our eye on. You know, is this team really coming together or is it more just lip service? 
I think we talk one, about that. one thing on that is it helps to have a, have a galvanizing figure. You remember when the galvanizing figure for leadership was ping pong or bringing the team together was ping pong. That's all. It was Brecken Hager and Shane Bouchel and credit to those guys. But still, that was the galvanizing thing. Next year, you know, Sam Ellinger comes in and he's a freshman. He can't do everything, but he shows the signs. And then from 2018 to 2020, Sam Ellinger is that galvanizing figure. And although those years were not up to the level needed to overcome, you know, certain measures that Tom Herman needed to keep his job, those are still winning football seasons if you just look at the straight-up numbers. Last year, they didn't have that galvanizing figure. They didn't have Sam Ellinger. There was nobody on the defense that wasn't that good to step up and lead. There was nobody on the offensive line to do it. Uh, there was nobody in the quarterback room really to do it, and that's why they had a losing season. Now it seems like you have a little bit more of a galvanizing figure in Rashawn Johnson, and then it's still a little bit of a question to see, you know, can you do that from the 1B running back role? Uh, it seems like DeMarvin Overshone and some other guys on the defensive uh, side of the ball have started to step up. But that, you know, now that there is a galvanizing figure with Rashawn Johnson who can, you know, even among all this buy-in set guys straight, I think that's something that had been missing from last year's team and from some of the other losing teams that Texas has had in this past decade. I think that's a little bit different heading into this year. But as you said, it's still a lot to be proven on the field still. Well, I think it's interesting you mentioned Roshan because he certainly did it against Kansas State. I mean, he mm -hmm. put Texas on, on, on his back and uh, carried the Longhorns that day when Texas was down across the board. Um, I, an interesting aspect of, of yesterday that I wanted to get into, and I didn't get a chance to talk to Jerry Hamilton about it much yesterday, but it felt like there was a specific focus on the defensive line to me. Um, you mentioned Dylan Spencer, I think is an underrated guy from Houston CE King. People just haven't seen him enough uh, because he wasn't on the all preseason list until Texas offered him a scholarship. And then all of a sudden, everybody, everybody went to see him and liked him, right? But it hasn't happened. Sadir Mitchell came in, uh, the recent commitment out of uh, Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. <clears throat> he was there yesterday. Uh, but so were some others, right? Um, Colton Vosick out of Austin Westlake was in uh, as a defensive end slash edge player. Jamarius Brown out of Moss Point, Mississippi was in. These two guys are uncommitted. Uh, Tadarius Collins out of Shreveport, he's uncommitted. It seems to me like this weekend and, and what Bo Davis was trying to accomplish was pretty big uh, for the Longhorns in that regard. You talked to a couple of those guys. Um, what was the takeaway with Bo Davis and, and what you're hearing in that regard? I know you gave me a, a snippet of that, really, uh, from uh, talking to Dylan Spencer, but uh, what did you hear in that regard? Yeah, Spencer and, and Collins were big fans of Bo Davis. They, they like his ability. developmental ability uh, was the big selling point that they relayed to me when I was able to talk to them. Um, they also just like how he interacts with players. I think everybody thinks of that bus scene. That's not Bo Davis all the time. It, it, it could be him a good amount of time. Coaches curse. I, I'll have you know, very surprising that coaches may curse and yell. But most of the time, what they're trying to, to do is get the best out of their players. Um, and that's what Collins uh, and Spencer relayed yesterday. That's why Spencer said he, he committed. It's because of what 
the interactions he has with Bo Davis. But I think it's kind of interesting to note that these are these are guys who, and, and even Sadir Mitchell, these are guys who most likely project to having their hand in the dirt in a certain form or fashion uh, in this in this system. Um, the edge guys, the only edge guy there was Colton Vosick. If he doesn't do a lot of talking uh, to any media, uh, but he was there hanging out with with Arch Manning. Um, and even Freddie Dubose, who's, who's a wide receiver from San Antonio and a year behind him. So I was like, man, that guy's a monster. Uh, so the, the defensive line recruits, the hand in the dirt recruits, uh, they, they love what they've heard from Bo Davis. Uh, I'm not sure how much Bo Davis is involved with that edge recruiting. I'm sure he helps a good amount, but um, I think this may be something that you get into or maybe have been your next point, but defensive line recruiting is fine. It's the edge recruiting that needs to step up and, and Colton Vosick would be a big, part of helping that step be made yep uh you know i i I mentioned this and you talked about that that uh tirade uh from bo davis that i think galvanized not only uh certain members of the football team but certain members of the longhorn community at large the fan base and you know i will say this a coach doesn't do that unless the people on the team respect him you know it a coach that's just whistling in the wind doesn't get up there and try to try to to do that. He has to have the respect of the entire team. And I think Bo Davis does. And, uh, you know, I think that it's going to be interesting because those defensive linemen, as you go into the SEC, become even more important uh, for the Longhorns to get the guys that they want that fit who and what uh, they want to be. Uh, you mentioned Vosick doesn't talk much to media. Another thing that I took away from yesterday that was, Interesting. A, a few guys declined media interviews across the board. Arch Manning didn't speak to the media. Jonte Cook. Uh, uh, you mentioned Colton Vosick. Uh, was that just not feeling really wanting to talk? Was that, hey, I've got other things I've got to do? And, and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah. these guys get to choose what they want to do. Uh, but I was wondering if you, you thought anything in particular of that, just something I need to register, or the fan base needs to register. Um, you know, for a lot of these kids, uh, it, these interviews are newfound attention. Like they, they, for, you know, if you're a class of 2024 or 2025 uh, prospect, it's, it's new attention you're not used to. Um, or, I mean, and, and none of the prospects did it out of any sort of malice. We just never got a chance to see uh, one of those guys. Uh, one just didn't want to do interviews. And when you've been a highly touted recruit for three years, you do a lot of interviews. I'm sure it gets tiresome saying the same thing, especially, you know, when you've made made trips to bunches of schools and, you know, it, it's no hard feelings. Uh, it's just, you know, kid didn't want to go on an interview and that's, that's fine. And sometimes you just don't get a chance to do it. They, we are at certain points around campus to talk to them as they're leaving. Uh, but sometimes they don't go around those points. And, you know, as much as we'd like to as much as it is a public school, we're not going to be climbing over fences uh, to try and, you know, get a quick two-minute soundbite as best we can. So, no, no malice from anybody. Just sometimes you don't get those interviews, and sometimes the process can weigh, and it can get old pretty quick. And when you've been doing interviews for three, four, some kids do them for five years, I can understand why you may want to not want to do that one last one after you just had a fun day. Yeah, I, I'm not – I wasn't trying to cast aspersion. I'm trying to figure out, is there anything else going on there? Apparently not. Hey, uh, two last things I want to mention to you. First of all, Kyle Flood took a picture with four of the offensive linemen. Uh, I don't know if everybody's seen it or not, but it was on Twitter yesterday. He literally took an off, 
a picture with the four offensive linemen. Not only is Kyle Flood look small in that picture, but it looks like that offensive lineman displaced a lot of water from the pool yesterday. Yeah, they, they were we'll some see if, big dudes. We'll see if they can get them out of what's that Waller Creek. If, <laughs> see if that flooded uh, going because that's right by Gregory. So maybe yeah. some of that water flooded down and into the Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they big guys all in yesterday. Um, one last player, and that's Jordan Matthews, um, the defensive back out of Baton Rouge Woodlawn. He came in with his parents yesterday morning, uh, left yesterday evening, uh, left, and it's my understanding that he's now debating his timeline uh, for a commitment. What did you learn, uh, you and Jerry learned from him yesterday? Yeah, so uh, we spoke, I spoke to Jordan himself, uh, Jerry spoke to someone who's involved with that recruitment. Um, what we figured out was what had been started to be rumored, I think, behind the scenes, and that Justin Wells, I think, had hinted at too. That he's maybe looking to decide before the season. Um, Alabama and Texas were kind of the two finalists, it seems like. I don't think he's formalized the top group quite yet, uh, but the kind of rumored plan was that he was going to visit Alabama week one and then see Texas versus Alabama week two. And now it sounds like he's trying to make that choice before the beginning of the season. Um, and one thing that Matthews really uh, reiterated uh, when asked about it was how much he values loyalty. Texas has been on Jordan Matthews for a long time. Uh, I think all the way dating back even to, to last year when this staff first arrived. And that's something that he values. He likes the fact that Texas has been in his ear the entire time. Didn't just come along this past spring after a good season. They've been all over him for the whole time. And the other thing he mentioned is that there's some other Louisiana recruits in that class. Derek Williams from uh, Westgate High School in New Iberia. Arch Manning, of course, from New Orleans. Like, it helps for him to see some of the other highly rated Louisiana prospects crossing the, the what, Sabine River and making their way to Austin. Uh, it's helped Texas in that regard, but they still got to fight it out with Alabama, and uh, we'll probably see a resolution of that recruitment before the season begins. Joe Cook of Inside Texas here, uh, beat writer, reporter, was on the scene yesterday uh, at uh, the uh, UT campus uh, covering the barbecue. Joe, before I let you go here, is there any final thoughts you want to give uh, to Texas fans uh, about yesterday? Well, you never heard anything bad. It's hard to hear anything bad from these events. The only bad things, I guess, are who doesn't show up. But when you talk to everybody who shows up and all they have is glowing reviews, it's what it's supposed to be, and I think the staff has done everything they can this summer uh, to capitalize off of recruiting momentum from Arch and the offensive linemen. This event, I mean, I think if you remember right, this event was thought to be maybe Friday or Saturday until very recently. Uh, they wanted their own data themselves, and they made the most of it. Part of that may have had to do with scheduling at other places, but, you know, they got their own day made, and did everything they needed to do. Uh, not only with, uh, you know, galvanizing commits and locking up and making sure, you know, there's no second guesses anywhere else, but also with trying to convince other guys to jump into the class and uh, join the commits that were there. Uh, that, that reminds me, Trey Wisner said that he thinks he's shutting down his recruitment to some degree. Uh, you reported that yesterday, the running back out of DeSoto, uh, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, that's a big pickup for the Longhorns. Uh, I, I want to add uh, one more thing. Uh, one thing I did pick up on yesterday, a lot of these guys are helping recruit others, in particular, Samaje Burrell, uh, mm -hmm. the linebacker out of North Crowley. He's a, he's a character. Uh, he's joined the show here before. 
uh, and uh, he is clearly uh, recruiting for the Longhorns. All right, uh, for Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football.